0: Check out everything Puro Air has to offer at GetPuroAir.com, that's G-E-T-P-U-R-O-A-I-R.com. One more time for the people in the back, GetPuroAir.com. Well, hello there and welcome back. I am Stephanie Safarian and you are listening to episode 140 of the Sustainable Minimalist Podcast. If you shop regularly on Amazon or at another gigantic retailer, I am willing to bet you do so for one of two reasons. The first reason, of course, is price. It is often the case that the big players in the capitalist game offer the cheapest prices. Why pay more when you could pay less, right? The second reason is convenience. The Amazons and the Walmarts of the world have the logistics in place, as well as the manpower. And in the coming years, perhaps they will also be the first to have the drones to offer extremely speedy shipping and quick customer service. The little guys, not so much. It's crazy, but last week I ordered a gift for my cousin's bridal shower. And when I got to check out, the shipping time stated 14 days that's two weeks. (laughs) Consumers in 2020 have been primed by Amazon, and that pun, by the way, was intended, (laughs) to expect two-day shipping. 14 days seems extra long to wait in comparison, doesn't it? The reality is that supporting the small and the independent businesses when you can is a sign of respect for the real people who took real risks to start them. Comedian Hassan Minaj has a quote that I love, and it is that, quote, independent businesses give cities their shape, texture, color, and taste, often literally. Today's show is founded on the premise that small businesses matter, and it's on us, it's on you, and it's on me to support them financially and not so financially. Today, I am speaking with Chris Joseph. Chris is a co-founder of Ecotiva.com, an online store that sells eco-friendly products. In our conversation today, Chris and I discuss the challenges small businesses face, as well as how we can help support them. Enjoy the interview. Chris, thank you so much for coming on the Sustainable Minimalist podcast. I am so thrilled to talk to you about your e-commerce site, as well as ways that the average consumer can take a step back from Amazon. But before we even get into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, please introduce yourself and tell us how you found yourself running an online business
1: yeah sure um thanks for having me. very excited to be here really love your content and uh to answer your question uh you know in my in my former life, I was a bartender from there, I began kind of a journey towards where I'm at now, which is as a co founder of ecotivo our eco friendly home products um brand we have here and um it's been it's been kind of uh kind of crazy. I went from bartender to manufacturing uh, skis and custom skateboards here in Colorado. Now I'm back in Boston and, um, I linked up with my partner, Rob Bustamante, and he's really been kind of a mentor to me. This was sort of his brainchild and I've been on board doing more of the day to day. And, um, we find ourselves about a year and a half in now. And, uh, Yeah, it's been it's been great, and we're just try we're we're kind of honestly just discovering ourselves. So, uh, thanks for having me on here, and I'm I'm really uh, excited to to learn about you know what folks are looking at from the outside in.
0: Well, Ecotiva.com is a great site for those eco friendly reusable products that I use and my listeners rely on to create less waste and live a more eco friendly existence, but. What I really want to get into today is how can your site, which, and when I say it's little, I'm not trying to be rude. <laughs> I'm just, when it, but when you compare Ecotiva to the mega conglomerate of Amazon, can you compete?
1: Um, well, I think what we're talking about when we talk about a company like Amazon is, is a platform. I, I look at Amazon as an economy unto itself. And it's great for certain things. And it's not great for other things. Very frankly speaking, I don't think it's great for really eco-friendly brands because they do add extra packaging. We're not competing with Amazon. We're competing with all the brands on Amazon. And of course, they have their own product line too. So I, I guess that's not a you know totally accurate to say. But uh, again, I, I wanted to say that they seem to be an economy unto themselves because they have all of these customers uh, that are gathered on their platform. And uh, it's kind of a double-edged sword because, yeah, it's really difficult to compete. There's tons of competition. But on the other hand, from a business standpoint, they've collected all of these consumers for you in one really convenient spot. So a bit of a double-edged sword.
0: Hmm. Well, Amazon has been in the news an awful lot in the past five years, and I would say that none of the news really has been so great. Uh, there's been a lot of ethical considerations that have come to light in the past year. Can you highlight some of them for listeners who maybe have heard something negative about Amazon but don't exactly know what that negativity stems from?
1: Yeah, you'd you'd probably have to be living under a rock not to have heard uh, a few of the negative things coming out about Amazon. And, you know, off the top of my head, uh, you know, avoiding taxes, um, not providing sustainable wages. These seem to be very large gripes uh, with our society as a whole against Amazon. But it's hard to blame Amazon because they're not actually doing anything illegal. You know, you've got a guy that started a bookshop out of his garage and you know, all of a sudden, he's got this monster on his hands. And I, I, think what we all want to do is, we'd like to think that if we were making that kind of money, we'd probably give back a lot more than we see someone like, you know, Jeff Bezos giving back. But I just, uh, I, I see that, I, I see, I see this as a bit of a microcosm on larger societal issues. Uh, and Amazon happens to exemplify that right now. There's some pretty deep-seated issues. I, I think there's a lot of legislation and laws that are going to need to be changed to. To correct something like this.
0: Yeah, you really hit the nail on the head there by saying that Amazon's not doing anything illegal, (laughs) but they may not be exemplifying best practices, especially from the company of the richest CEO in the world. I know you mentioned the tax avoidance. They were founded because of a loophole in the sales tax rules where they did not have to pay sales tax online. That's since been changed. And then their federal income taxes are (laughs) significantly lower than what you would expect Amazon to pay. But then there's the ethical concerns regarding how they treat workers from all echelons of the companies, the factory workers, the white collar, behind desk workers, and then the gig workers. Workers from all parts of the company tend to report a terrifying work environment, and that is a quote directly from the New York Times. But then Amazon, you know, for me, and I should say this with complete honesty, I have been a prime member since 2006, so I'm ragging on this company, yet I rely on it. And so from this conversation, I'm really hoping to get those resources from you to maybe take a step back. And I need to take a step back because as I was researching for this uh, episode, I learned that, you know, when you use the search function, you type in a product you want. The recommended for you products are not what you typed in. They're often Amazon products. So Amazon's taking kind of a double dip. (laughs) You're not, you know, you have to put in some serious effort to find the exact product you're looking for, because what will come up first is those Amazon brand ones. So I guess I'd like to ask you, why do you think it's important for consumers to take a step back from the big name box companies and not just Amazon I would say Walmart Costco the big ones and support smaller companies instead
1: yeah I think that's an awesome question and you touched on a lot of stuff there uh, I guess we'll circle back to it a little I'll circle back to it but first let me address that 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 question directly I think it's important uh, for a lot of reasons and I look at the economy as uh, a bit of an ecosystem. It's not a perfect analogy, but that's sort of the way. If I think about it in that way, it helps me to understand it and digest some of the you know happenings that are going on in the world around us. So, if we're going to stick with that analogy, you know, I think in order for a you know a healthy ecosystem to survive, uh, you know, the top predators need to release their nutrients, so to speak, right? the it's the circle of life. Now, in a healthy uh, ecosystem like the Serengeti or the ocean, when a whale or, or a great white shark or a, a an old lion dies, all those nutrients are going back to the system. With uh, our capitalistic society, unfortunately, there's no off switch. So these companies continue to just – gorge on the market when they start getting these amounts of money and, and, and these levels of revenue it's really hard to stop that train and it's really hard to compete against it but we don't want huge box stores there's no flavor right there's no you don't want to go to chili's you want to go to a dive bar you want to go to a mom and pop restaurant that has a lot of has a lot of flavor and a lot of uh, character you know I think that's what makes America great. It's really important to step away from those box stores that they're doing fine you know we can we can take a break from them you know the most important vote we have is our wallet so you have to consciously make that decision you're going to have to make some sacrifices we can get into some specific ways if you like um you know little tips things that i use to try and spend responsibly and use my wallet as a voting mechanism because at the end of the day that's how we vote
0: I'm definitely going to ask you for those tips that you use in your own life, but I have to kind of drill in the question of in today's convenience driven society where Amazon can offer two day shipping, sometimes one day shipping, and even sometimes now in my location, if I order early enough in the morning, I can have what I ordered by dinner time. Like, how? How can, not how can the small guys compete, but how can consumers take a step back from that need for convenience and maybe embrace a longer shipping time or a less than responsive customer service team? And when I mean less than responsive, I mean it takes two days for customer service to get back to you as opposed to takes 30 seconds for Amazon to call (laughs) you when you have a problem. So like, how can consumers maybe focus on convenience left and supporting the smaller guys more.
1: Yeah, um honestly, it's going to sound like maybe a funky answer, but I think kind of healthy meditative living, you know, just reminding yourself that I mean, we know this, right? We we know that that things don't make you happy. We know that you know, he who dies with the most toys still dies. <laughs> um, so I think we just need to just be a little more intentional with our purchases. Um, and it's, it's it's you know, look, it, there's going to be times when you need to do it, uh, when you need to hop on Amazon and get something the next day because you put it off. But I think it's important to realize you don't need to be perfect. You just need to be better. If you realize you're kind of making that little... Like that, that small mistake when you're doing that, you, you know you don't feel great about it. Um, you know that's okay it's, you have to recognize the problem first and uh, and just go back and, and, and think to yourself, uh, you know like I said, with the intentional living right if you're living slowly and you have a real good grasp on your own priorities and your own goals, it becomes easier not to be in a rush because you're on your own timeline, so I think just be very intentional. Be, be, be easy on yourself. It's okay to use Amazon once in a while. It's okay to use Walmart out of convenience. These are actually, convenience is pretty great, but it's not everything. Have things that you value more than convenience. I value mom and pop shops. I value artistry. I value functionality. All of these things. I value a lot more than convenience. So when you take a step back from yourself and you look at what you've put at the top of your pyramid, make sure it's the right stuff because convenience is great, but it's not the end-all be-all.
0: I'm going to ask you exactly how you and I and everybody listening can support small businesses and perhaps even support them without spending money after a quick word from this week's sponsors. The Sustainable Minimalist Podcast is sponsored by Real Paper. The average American family uses three rolls of toilet paper per week, but there's a big problem with conventional toilet paper. Before it was toilet paper, it was a tree, and standing trees are cut down to make paper for our wiping needs every single day. Enter Real Paper, which offers an affordable 100% bamboo solution. Because bamboo grows faster than trees and requires fewer resources to produce, Toilet paper made from bamboo is more eco-friendly than toilet paper made from trees. I appreciate that Real Paper is strong yet soft. I also love that an entire month's supply arrives at my doorstep in plastic-free packaging. And as a conscious consumer, I appreciate that Real Paper makes its sustainability efforts transparent on its website. Ordering is as easy as heading to realpaper.com and choosing how often you want yours delivered. Use code Minimalist at checkout for free shipping and 25% off your first order. The podcast is also sponsored by Blisoma. Blisoma does things differently than most of the cosmetics industry, and that's because their estheticians create holistic and botanical skincare made from vitamins, omega fatty acids, herbs, and essential oils, not those hard-to-pronounce ingredients, petrochemicals, or synthetics. Blissoma is the real deal when it comes to ethical business practices, too. Zero ingredients, lack safety data, are tested on animals, or are harmful to skin or body. Their products come in glass bottles, too, and their production studio is 80% solar powered. I have been using the Sustain line for two months now, and I am a huge fan of their five star rated mild rice facial cleanser. There are no microbeads to be found in this cleanser, my friends. Instead, it is rice that gently exfoliates and cleanses. Head on over to Blisoma.com, that's dot com, and enter code MINIMAL at checkout for 20% off Sustain Ecosystem products. So as we switch this conversation into talking about actionable and strategic ways that we can all really support the small businesses that are out there, what tips do you have for us?
1: I love these because they're actionable um, and we can make a real difference every day with them. One thing, look, if you're surfing on Amazon and you know maybe it's a brand you've bought from once or twice uh, or not at all, uh, if they seem like legit brands, just give them a quick Google search, jump on their website. These small businesses are going to get better margins if you buy directly from them uh, almost every time. Uh, that 's one thing that 's super simple to do to touch back on the convenience thing uh, just be okay with not having the most convenient checkout experience in the world. Most people do purchase from amazon because it 's convenient, so uh that 's just something that we don't want to be brainwashed by this is a this is a tactic that they really really want to push on you. Is what they're really good at when you get that big and you'd be really good at it. So just remember that good things take time and, um, don't be afraid to, you know, have to type in a new address or retype in your credit card because that extra, I don't know, 45 seconds means a lot to a small brand. That's really trying to make a difference. I, uh, one of my favorite tactics too, is I, I I really like to ask myself what a product is worth in my life before I even start, before I start shopping for example if i if I need a uh if I need a new bathing suit, if I could get a new bathing suit have it in my hands right now it's a high quality suit what would I be willing to pay for it uh this is going to be a different answer for everybody for me i'd say i don't know forty dollars I'd be willing to pay forty dollars for a bathing suit so after I determine that, I go online and I shop around in my case uh I look for something from maybe recycled PET material that's hopefully made in the US. Now, when that product comes up, if that thing's under $40, that's a no-brainer for me. I don't even look at other prices because I know that's what it's worth to me. This is what I'm getting and I've uh I've dictated that. I don't let the shopping experience steer me. So you're not, you know, going down all these sales tunnels and, uh, you know, and just getting bombarded with, uh, prices and crossed out prices and half prices. And, you know, these are all just tactics, um, that businesses use. Uh, so if you do that, you're going to dictate the, uh, you're going to dictate your shopping experience and and look at If if you say it's $40 and then you go on there and it's $45, well, maybe you have to recalibrate or you just say, well, then I guess this product isn't worth buying and that's okay too. Hmm.
0: Yeah, you make some really good points there about dictating your own shopping experience, empowering yourself to dictate that shopping experience, because most of us, can, or at least I do, and I'm willing to bet I'm not the only one, constantly shop at the same stores, right? When I need clothes, I go go to the same store website. I've mentioned them before what they are. If I need toilet paper or toothpaste, maybe it's Amazon, and going to these stores is... Easy, right? On in the case of Amazon, I just swipe right and I can buy something. I don't have to plug in my credit card information. I don't have to type in my shipping address. It is literally as easy as a swipe of a finger. But if we're talking about empowering ourselves to be more conscious consumers, maybe that entails no longer shopping at those same four places and branching out a bit. I like how you said, you know, you. You dictate your own shopping experience by putting the price on it, determining your values, and then going from there. I also just really quick want to mention, though, that I think it's absolutely possible to support the smaller players without spending money. And that could be as easy as showing up with support on social media, tagging your favorite small business that's doing something right. It could be, you know, writing reviews or just telling a friend. I think that we often assume that we have to spend money to offer support, but support comes in many forms.
1: That's 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 so true. That's that's so massively true, and that's that's kind of what these small businesses. I, I know that's what we're looking for at Ecotiva. Um, I sort of had a revelation a couple of weeks ago. My buddy's telling me about this show, and he's going on and on and on about it. I'm sure we've all been in this situation. This this guy put together better advertising than anybody could ever pay for, better marketing than anybody could ever pay for because he believed in that show so much. They provided him with such a great experience that he wanted to tell his friends. He was selling for them and he doesn't see a dime. So that kind of stuff is so, so important. Like you said, leaving reviews and spreading the good word, you know, throwing a post up on your Instagram, asking a question, um, the uh, interacting with the brand in any way, because uh, it, it just means so much to us that, that you can't pay for that. And you don't see people doing that with Walmart. You know, Walmart doesn't have diehard fans. They're, you know, they're, the small businesses that you can get to know, you go to the about us page, check out the people that work there. Every like all these small businesses have a story, and it's fun to engage. And uh, I, I'd really tell people to do that because that's 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 something that that really can make a difference without spending another time. And just while we're on the subject, uh, leaving reviews is really important. On the other side of that, especially when you're on Amazon. Don't put too much stock into reviews. There's products out there. The older the product, the bigger the brand, the more reviews they're going to have. There'll be products with 5,000 reviews. And then, you know, seated next to them is maybe a startup brand that has a fantastic mission plant 10 trees for every product you buy, but they only have 50 reviews. Now, those reviews were probably manipulated. Uh, for the large brand. So just don't put too much stock, do your own research. Don't rely on a bunch of other people that are going to leave, that, that are leaving reviews or or maybe you're coming from overseas. Go check out that website, check out their story, see what they're giving back. And uh, just, yeah, that's just a little si- side rant while we're on that subject.
0: Well, yeah, so many good points there. You know, back in the day, reviews were the gold standard. Uh, word of mouth was the gold, gold standard, the platinum standard. But these days, <laughs> you know, those bigger corporations know that word of mouth and reviews come very highly regarded by consumers and that those big corporations have the money to pay for bots to leave reviews and influencers to tag products. So it, I guess it all comes back to conscious consumerism as less of a placing emphasis on aspects that can and are manipulated every day and more on us making really slow intentional and informed decisions. I would love to pivot once again and talk a bit about Ecotiva. I know we touched on what you sell, but tell us what you sell and how you're different.
1: Oh, sure, sure. I'd love to. Um so we sell a line of home products. Every time we source a product, we make we make sure to ask ourselves a few questions, right? Can we source it responsibly? Does it help to reduce waste? And if it passes those two questions, we move on to our next step. Um, so what we've ended up with here is a bit of a, uh, a hodgepodge of home products that are eco-friendly, that are going to help you reduce waste uh, for a net positive for the environment. When you do purchase, uh, we give you the option of what charity you want to contribute to. But one of my favorite differences about us is... Uh, As the product designer, I just refuse to put plastics in our packaging. We did a lot of research when we started this company, and we found that people's biggest pain point, what they were just sick of, was all this excess packaging, and it's insane. It's become so convenient uh, for people to do. It's ex- it's insanely cheap to shrink wrap something. It's safer because it kind of keeps the product clean. And you know, if it's sitting in a warehouse or if it's you know sitting in the factory where it's manufactured for a while, it's safe for the uh, business at uh, very little risk. But the the environment is what's taking that is what's paying that price. The environment pays the price for a lot of business. If you read, uh, and I would suggest this to everybody, especially uh, your fan base, because uh, it's a fantastic book called Let My People Go Surfing by Yvonne Chouinard. I think I'm pronouncing his name correctly. He's the founder of Patagonia, one of the most responsibly run large companies in the world. Absolutely inspiring. Um, and uh, he's not the only one that's touched on this, but the environment pays the price for a lot. That's one of the big stands that I take. Now, what's really tough for me is that you know, the products that do sell through Amazon, I don't know what Amazon's going to wrap that with. So that is really tough for me. And that's why we continue to try and get away from Amazon and be more independent. Unfortunately for us, we have to go where the consumers are to start this thing. But that's one of the biggest uh, differences you'll see with us. The other difference is, um, you know, especially in comparison with these larger brands, uh, we're there for you 100%. I will literally, if anybody purchases anything from Ecotiva or wants to talk about it, I'll hop on a phone call at any hour of the day. I'm more than happy to do that. Um, And that's a pretty classic thing you're going to see with small businesses, not just Ecotiva. They're there for you. They actually care. Mm.
0: I think that's a great place to leave it. I will absolutely link to Ecotiva and the book you mentioned in this week's show notes. But Chris, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. You have definitely given me a little bit of inspiration to <laughs> take a not just a little step, but a gigantic leap back from my own reliance on those big name companies. So thank you so much.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Be easy on yourself. Baby steps are good too. Big steps are good, even if you backslide a little bit. Um, Thank you so much for having me. All right, Steph, thank you.
0: I so hope you enjoyed that interview with Chris Joseph over at Ecotiva. Everything we talked about today, including the resources mentioned, as well as the discount codes for this week's sponsors, can be found in the show notes at mamaminimalist.com forward slash 140. Usually at this time, I (laughs) tell you what we're going to be doing next week. I'm not quite sure yet. Thank you, COVID. (laughs) So stay tuned. It will be a little bit of a surprise for you and for me as well. Have an amazing week. Stay home, stay healthy, and take care, my friends.